Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Sometimes it just itches so badly, you just cannot handle it. And that dependency and that addiction and that feeling that you have is so strong, it takes you over. What's up, everyone? I'm Dre Renee, and this is Open Late Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about what to do when you want to scratch that itch. And by that, I mean when you want to call that person that you know you should not be calling. And it feels like it just takes you over and it's what you need to do to get through your day. But we're going to be talking about some things that you can do to just get yourself together, get back to center, and really move on and move towards healthy relationships. It's hard when you wake up and you feel that energy of wanting to reach out to that person. You want to call them. You want to text them. You just want them to call you. And so we're going to talk about some triggers and some things that you can do to manage that anxiety, manage those feelings. And look, and also give yourself grace when it's not perfect. When it's not perfect, that's okay too. You know what? You can start over tomorrow. It doesn't have to be perfect every single day. Everybody is doing the best that they can do. And even if it's not your best, that's okay too. Because my mom used to always say, even if it's not okay, it's still okay. Everything will be okay. And a lot of times you need to go through these trials and tribulations to get to wherever it is that you need to get on your journey. So when I know I'm reaching out to my support group and I'm checking in with my friends, or if someone's going through something, I never try to tell them, oh, you better do this. Oh, you should do this. You have to do this. You need to let people kind of have their own experiences, give them loving advice, but you also have to be open to the idea that we are all on our own paths and we need to do whatever works for us that day. So if you wake up and it's just, listen, I keep it 100. If it's just too much and you can't take it, do everything you can to not make that call. Don't send that text. Don't send that meme. Because I know we do that too. We send the meme and the meme feels safe because it's not a phone call. It's not a text. It's just a meme, right? What's the harm? No, this is something that I've struggled with dramatically in the past of just giving in to that itch. It's definitely gotten better over time, but sometimes it just itches so badly, you just cannot handle it. And that dependency and that addiction and that feeling that you have is so strong, it takes you over. And I can totally relate to that. I think it's important to also understand that feelings aren't facts. They will change. They will change. The good ones change. The bad ones change. The mediocre ones change. They all change. And I think that was one of the biggest lessons I've learned in my life. Feelings are not fact, unfortunately. I wish the good ones could just stay, right? But they don't, and that's okay. So even if you're waking up today and you're feeling so bad about yourself or you're feeling bad about the situation, you're feeling bad about that person that you really want to call, just know this is not the end all be all. The tides will shift. Things will change. It may not feel like it today, but I promise you it will change. So let's walk through that whole process, right? You wake up in the morning. I know for me, mornings are the 
hardest times. I wake up and I feel like there's just a brick or just a black cloud. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to get through this day? How am I not going to reach out to them? And what's so interesting about love dependency is that you can have all the facts. You can have all the information intellectually. You know your head saying, hey, don't call them. Don't do the thing. But your heart, your body, you get the shakes, you get the aches, and you want to get rid of that feeling, right? You know, they say sometimes that it is the same withdrawal feeling that you start to have when you are in contact with that person that you are completely in that love dependency zone with, the same as being on drugs. That withdrawal is the same. Now, look, to all the people that have gone through actual withdrawals, I don't know. I've never experienced that. But this is what I've heard that is very similar. And I have gone through extreme withdrawals from a person where, honestly, I I thought I was going to die on some of them, to be honest with you. And it was really difficult. But there is light at the end of the tunnel. So let's talk about the things that you can do to get rid of that itch and also understanding what's going to happen if I reach out to that person again. So a lot of times, if you listen to this, you're probably in some sort of cycle or you understand that idea of being in that toxic cycle with somebody where there is this feeling of not knowing and, and you're on that roller coaster, you're getting those dopamine hits and, and all those things. You understand what that feels like. And what's so interesting is that when you don't get something or you don't know when you're going to get it, it creates that excitement. And that's how those toxic relationships start. So understanding that brings those feelings down for me personally. And I know that they can do the same thing for you too. First thing you can do is find yourself a podcast, find yourself someone that you really enjoy listening to open late. Hello. And, and that for me, somebody really talking about the journey was super helpful. Second thing you can do is find yourself a good support group. So when I'm picking and choosing, and I think this is important too, think about who you're giving this information to. Because a lot of times, if you're at a certain point in love dependency, you've probably tired out most of your support group. I know for me, I tired out my mother, tired out my close friends. You know, I think I even tired out my hair lady and my coffee barista, right? Just talking, talking about all the things. Let somebody ask me, hey, Drea, how's it going? I'm like, oh, okay, let's really go for it. One thing you can do is reach out to people in Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous, which I will link below for you guys. That is a 12-step program where there are other people going through the same things as you, and you can also reach out to them. You know, hopefully you have your resources that you haven't exhausted. But if you have, there is a whole community of people out there that are going through the same things. There are outreach calls that you can make. And I really believe that connecting with the person really, really, really does help the situation. Another thing you can do to help you not scratch that itch is you got to ask yourself some questions. How did this person really make you feel? Did they have your well-being at heart? Did they really think about your happiness? Did they really want you to win? I know for me, I would have these experiences where a person that I was really in this love dependency cycle with, I would feel this strong pain in my chest every time we spoke. And weirdly, sometimes those somatic responses, we do not pay attention to. I had a therapist who kind of brought that to light for me. So start paying attention to what's happening in your body and asking yourself those big questions of, 
who is this person? How are they making me feel? How are they showing up in my life? What is the value that I am getting from them showing up in my life? And then also, as I talked about in the past episode, you got to look at those seeds that have been planted within your childhood and what's showing up for you and mirroring back to you those same patterns if you're seeing them, right? Because a lot of times that's what's really going on. That's what's really going on. So getting clear on what's happening will definitely, in my opinion, help you to not scratch that itch. It's not a perfect formula, but it will at least give you some time for yourself. Because listen, again, there are days where it doesn't matter what you say to me, I need to do the thing. And you know what? That's my process. And if that's where you are today, that's your process too. And you don't need to be made to feel bad about it. You go on your journey. And when you need to learn the lesson and it's fully done, it will be done. Okay. There you go. Okay. Another thing that you can ask yourself is what did you let go of while you were with this person? Were you going to the gym? Were you eating enough? Were you sleeping enough? Were you hanging out with your family and friends? A lot of times, these things tend to go to the wayside when we are so deep in this love dependency with that person because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever they want to do, you want to do everything you can to spend time with them. And I know for me, when I'm in that space and think, baby Jesus, that I have gotten to a better place with this, but it's an ongoing struggle. And I think you learn to manage it. You learn to figure out what triggers are coming up. So that's another thing to think about is, are you being triggered, right? So once you've gotten clear on some of these things that you can sort of intellectualize, you kind of know what is a healthy relationship? What does that look like? And look, that's still a journey for me and recognizing that this is what it feels like to be healthy. Because look, Let's just be honest, right? Sometimes it can feel boring. It just can. That's just the truth, right? And when you're used to being triggered and, and, and the adrenaline and all the like ups and the downs, and then you find somebody who's showing up for you consistently, you will not know what to do with that energy. It, it's just how it is. So there is a balancing period of that as well. And hopefully you will have found a partner that can sort of give you that grace to, to, to process all of that. Because I know when I dated someone and they were giving me all the attention at first, I was like, and then you sort of start to think because you're working on your own self-esteem, you're like, is he okay? Are they okay? Like, well, you know, what's going on here? And it, it, it's an interesting process when someone shows up or another part of that is having someone show up and give all of that laser focus energy, not in a healthy way that I gave to other people. And that's also a trip. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. So as I'm sure you guys have heard about attachment styles, and if you haven't, the anxious attachment style, the avoidant attachment style, and usually when we're in these toxic situations, we fall into either category. Now, if you're normally an anxious attacher, when someone shows up to anxiously attach to you, it tends to be, it's so crazy how these things work. It tends to be more in the avoidant area. But okay, let's go back to things that you can do. We were talking about making sure that you were looking at what are you letting go of to be with this person? What are you letting go of in this relationship? Are you letting go of the gym? Are you letting go of sleep? Are you eating right? I know a lot of times these things really just, you know, they don't really matter. You know, you want to stay up with this person until... 6 a.m. and maybe you have to be at work at 8 a.m. I've done that before. I've had major shoots to be ready for at 6 a.m. and it's 4 a.m. and I'm on the phone and I'm thinking I'm going to get through a 12-day shoot because I want to spend time with this person. And what's so interesting too is like, it doesn't matter how tired you are. If that person wants to do something, you're not tired. You're not tired. The energy that you have for them is just ready to go, which is that's a telltale sign as well. When you can override what your body and your mind is trying to tell you for that person. So if I know, oh my gosh, like I'm so exhausted right now. I've had a long day, but this person's there, you know, that's a telltale sign of like, oh, okay. I may be going into some interesting territory or I'm crossing my boundaries. Because my body is clearly trying to tell me, hey, we need to go to sleep or we need to go to the gym or, oh, we're not eating right. And you're just ignoring, ignoring, ignoring all because you want to spend time with that person. And I get it. I absolutely get it. Okay. Another thing to ask yourself is depending on how much time that you've had away from this person, have they changed? Are they going to change? Are they doing the work to change? Nine times out of 10, they're not. And even if they are or they're trying to, if you guys are in this toxic circle, it's probably not working because healthy relationships do not normally have this back and forth. And I have friends of mine that are in healthy relationships. And when I ask them, has there ever been a period where you and your partner have done the back and forth? I know one of my girlfriends said to me, she goes, my husband's never told me that we were breaking up and we got back together. We've never done that. The shock on my face, I, you know, is coming from this place of toxic relationships and, and, and all the back and forth, you start to normalize this dysfunctional behavior. Another sign that something's, you know, you need to like look at some things within yourself, right? She said to me, she said, no, we've never done that. And I didn't even know what to do with that information, to be honest with you, because I thought, Did everybody do this? Doesn't everybody need a little you know, sprinkle of zap in their life to, you know, keep it spicy. I don't know why I said sprinkle of zap. A little sprinkle of spice, right? Sprinkle of spice to, to keep it spicy in, in, in your relationship. And the thing is, when you are dealing with a partner that wants to consistently show up for you, yeah, that kind of stuff isn't, that's not mixed in there. And those patterns aren't being created. And a lot of times when you do meet somebody that isn't evolved, you have the trauma wounds and the trauma bonds and all these things that people, they are not aware of. Because I think when you have that awareness and you are entering into a partnership with someone, you kind of know, okay, this is how I'm going to show up to this person. This is mine. This is theirs. And this is ours. 
There are times where things show up for me where I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is not our problem. This is a past projection. This is a Drea thing. This is something I need to work on that I'm putting on my partner. So when you can start deciphering between those things, I think that's when you can really get to the next level with someone. But a lot of times when you aren't aware of those things, that is really when you dive deep into that love dependency. There's nothing crazier than seeing two people who are completely unaware of any sort of emotional intelligence try to date each other and and really be in that love dependency, love addiction cycle. It is not fun to watch. And I'm sure it's not fun for them either. But asking yourself these questions about that person, because nine times out of 10, they haven't changed. And, And you making that phone call is more than likely going to set you back. It's going to set you back. And look, sometimes that just has to be the case. That's the journey you're on. That's the day you're having. And that, and that's okay too. That's absolutely okay. I think just kind of accepting where you are in that cycle, if you can't even pull yourself out of that cycle to look at it from that place, because sometimes you're so in it, you can't even see yourself outside of it, but your friends can, your family can, your coworkers can. And it doesn't really matter sometimes what all these people are saying to you. It's interesting how it does click later. There's definitely situations I've looked back on and I thought to myself, okay, you know, I dated someone for four years and throughout that relationship, many people in my life were like, Drea, what are you doing? Drea, how can you, Drea, what? And in the information just went flat on the ground. And that was my process. That was my journey because some, some people say, oh, Drea, you know, you wasted four years. I don't, I don't view it that way. I can't view it that way. I, I got four years of interesting lessons. That's for sure. And if it wasn't him that taught me that, somebody else would. That is how I see it. You are where you are and the lessons are what they are. And that's just it. I don't believe that, oh, if I didn't date that person, then the next person would have been this amazing person and then I would have whatever. It's all about how you feel about yourself, what your internal beliefs are, and then what's showing up that's triggering you to create that chemistry and create that thing with that person. Those are the things that are really steering the ship. And if you are blindly walking into these things, these are the kind of things that are going to happen to you. So back to what we're talking about here, which is how to move past scratching that itch, because sometimes the feeling of that And if you can relate, please let me know in the comments. Let me know of a story where you just had to scratch that itch and you could not, you couldn't do it. You just couldn't hold on anymore. Let me know down below in the comments. But there are days I would wake up and I would want to peel my skin off. And I know some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Peel my skin off because the pain of not being in contact with that person was so strong. It was so strong. And some days, like I said to you guys before, I could put on a podcast, listen to some music, do some meditation, eat some good food, you know, all the things. And it would work. And then the next day, no, maybe night times come, the weekends come. There's always something, right? And I would hate when you call somebody and they're like, oh, well, just go work out. Just take yourself on a date, which there is a time and place for those things because motion does change emotion. I want to add that to the list. Motion does change emotion. It does. It sounds so cheesy, but it really does. If you just go to the gym or go on a walk for 20 minutes, even if you can only change that mood for a second, I still think it's valuable. And those little pieces 
that you are putting together to sort of get yourself out of that funk, they're all going to add up. And then you're going to be able to just grab from them whenever you need them. Like, oh, I'm feeling really shitty right now. But let me just go on a walk around the neighborhood. If you have an animal, let me take my dog on a walk. I, I take my cat outside sometimes <laughs> just to get me outside, just in the balcony, but just to get some fresh air. You know what? Why not? I think that's important. Like I said, motion changes the motion. I want to just keep drilling that home because that really, really is true. Taking yourself on a date. That one used to really just upset me. If anyone said that to me, I'd be like, get out of my face. Please get out of my face. But it it is really therapeutic to treat yourself how you want to be treated. Again, another annoying phase that I've had in my life. Treat yourself how you want to be treated. I'm like, geez, I'm still trying to find myself worse, right? But I think not listening to your head and putting your feet in action is so important. When you wake up, I think, honestly, name that voice in your head. Name that voice. You guys, we've talked about Agnes on a couple episodes. Agnes, if your Agnes comes up and, and, and she's coming out or they are coming out, he's coming out, whoever you, however you want to personify them. It's coming out to play and telling you all these crazy things in your head. Agnes, not today. We're going to go on a walk. And then you can come back. You can tell Agnes that they can come back later. They can come back later, right? Because that's the thing, you guys. It's all about managing, managing. Because for me, going on this journey, which has been going on for 10 plus years of realizing that I have this thing where I can just laser focus on someone that is not right for me. And then you get entangled. And then you think to yourself, oh my God, how am I going to get out of this? How am I going to get out of this? When said person was a huge, giant red flag. And now fast forward six months, years, or hopefully not too many years, but sometimes, yeah, in some cases, many years that you are trying to not scratch that itch, which consumes your entire body. So if you're just joining us for the first time, thank you for hanging out and listening. And I hope you learned something. I hope some of this helped you because this is an interesting journey and it is not easy. It is not easy, guys. So if you have exhausted your friends and family, please come to hang out with us. Let me know in the comments all your thoughts. I am here for you and I totally get it. You can't scratch that itch. Hopefully you found something in this video that will help you make it through one more day. I'm Dre Renee and I'll see you guys again next time. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.